With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, and welcome to Stop uh, Hammer Time. My name's Phil Williams. Uh, no Jim this week. Uh, Jim, uh, after the uh, success of his poem last week, has uh, now become a poet. He's dressed in velvet and is hanging around lakes, well, lakeside, furrock, uh, uh, in, in a rough with a velvet suit. Uh, just eats opium now, all day. Uh, opium followed by um, absinthe chasers and writes poems and has um, uh, dysentery, I want to say. What's that? What, what it, what's that disease that uh, poets used to get? Oh no, <laughs> cholera. Yeah, cholera. They sort of uh, yeah. So instead of Jim, uh, it's wonderful to have him back. He is writer, broadcaster, speaker of words, and man. More importantly to this podcast, he is match day announcer at Upton Park. He is Jeremy Nicholas. Good evening, everyone. Hi, Jim. How are you? I'm very well, mate. Thank you. Excellent. Much, yeah. And uh, you, we have a friend of yours, and now a friend of mine. Uh, because I glom on to anyone who is a friend of yours yeah. instantly and treat them as if they are my friend. He is author of the book, the, uh, the seductively titled An Irrational Hatred of Luton. Uh, he is Rob Banks. Good evening. Hi, Rob. Or Robert Banks, for the uh, purposes of publishing books. Absolutely. Uh, Irrational Hatred of Luton, published first in 1995, republished in 96, and has just been republished again this year. So buy that from your local book shop any good bookshop and some shit ones store it <laughs> so get to, down to those bookshops and it'd be an ideal christmas present for any west ham fan wouldn't exactly. it? absolutely exactly. and it's very economically priced yeah. we're going to talk about that later and uh in today's show we're going to talk about uh, the two games that we played since we last spoke to you we uh we played manchester united and uh we'll uh, we'll gloat about that in fact we're currently occupying seats kept warm by the buttocks of a previous podcast here in the playback uh, media offices the manchester united podcast yeah, see, i has didn't just realize they were manchester united when we came in because they all had southern, southern accents, accents. So i thought it's either tottenham or arsenal but i looked around didn't recognize jonathan creek or anyone so i thought um <laughs> who, who are they but then it turns out they're manchester 
tonight. And by the time I found out, we'd missed all opportunity to sledging. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, live round the corner. You only live round the corner was the chant at Upt- Upton Park mm. uh, during the course of the game last week. Was, it must be every time they yeah. play any London team, though. We, we can't possibly claim that as a victorious uh, London song directed against them. Uh, during the course of the podcast, we will talk about that. Also, the uh, the game we played at the weekend against Sunderland. And we'll look at forthcoming games, including Manchester City. We also... Um, Due to public demand, we have uh, another email from Radislav Kovac, which we've intercepted, an email to his mum back in the Czech Republic, and um, we look at uh, Jonathan Spector. Who is he? What is he? Where did he come from? International midfielder. No one knows where he appeared from. Well, Jam, you know, but, but let's... Well, let's America, wasn't it? America, <laughs> he came from there. But we'll be looking at uh, the phenomenon of Jonathan Spector, and what he is and why. So uh, that's our podcast today, uh, and uh, let's kick off with the Manchester United game. Good place to start. Good place to start. Good, wouldn't it? Fantastic. Very exciting. Rob, what did you make of it? Well, it took me back years to the 4-1 win over Liverpool in the... In the yes. Was it the Littlewoods or the Rumbelows or the, yeah, the Carling? Yeah, or the, the Milk. Milk. Milk, some know, kind of cup. Yeah. yeah. Um, when uh, certain Paul Ince made his name, I believe. He night, did, yeah. he did. And, uh, of course, we went on to get relegated that year. So I'm going um, to stop the comparisons at that point. Absolutely. And, um, and say it was just a fantastic night to be a West Ham fan, wasn't it? And it's one of the reasons why we keep going. Really, yeah. Because every now and then something like that comes about that uh, makes it all worthwhile. Jim, it must be fantastic for you, because you have to... We, we feel for you on... <laughs> Match what? days and bad seasons, <laughs> just because that you have to keep chipper when bad things are happening to us, and you do very successfully. I don't having have to, to announce, chipper, I just have to sound chipper. Yes, inside I, my heart is bleeding, but as yes. long as I sound happy, Jeremy, I've always I've always wanted to ask you, yeah. why don't you just say, "Oh, and here come West Ham United." Because, because that's what we think. It's sheer professionalism <laughs> on yeah. Gem's part. People often email me and say, "Why don't you just say?" Uh, but why would I do that? You know, you've got to. Okay. You, you not Speak only have not. to announce the man of the match in a game where everyone has played <laughs> badly except Scott Parker, you also now fairly regularly have to tell the West Ham fans that their tube train, that's the only way they're going to get home, isn't running. It's like you should just now deliver bad news to people. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, you do have to do that. I tell you what, with, I thought Spectre was the man of the match against Manchester United. He was, United, yeah. But they, they gave it to Carlton Cole. Yes. Who scored two the other two goals but Specs was a revelation wasn't mm. he because he was yeah you know he he'd uh, not not uh, done terribly well and he'd been left out the side and people had been very critical of him and then he came in a defender playing in midfield and was absolutely phenomenal yeah, scored the great. first two goals and I thought he deserved and when I announced that because people pay money to sponsor the man of the match and they get you yeah. know, they, they paid their money to pick it and I can't say man of the match Carlton Cole but I thought it was Johnny Specs yeah because yeah. people wouldn't like yeah, that very no, much but no. there was a time really early on um, in about my first season as the announcer, when Ian Wright was man of the match every week, and that was just because the people that picked it would then want to have a, want to meet him because he was quite famous. Yeah, yeah. And often it would be someone like Mark Reaper, or um, you know, would actually be yeah, the man of the yeah. match. And I think I don't fancy. Oh, he was good, wasn't he? You know, I don't think he'll. Yeah, he was very good, but they probably you know Ian Wright yeah. would be more of a laugh. Yeah, he was. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To do that, and people used to boo me when I used to announce Ian Wright as the man of the match, which I thought was a bit harsh. Really? Yeah, you're, yeah. That the be, be, be. I mean, it is in a strange mm. position in the game now. In a game where things are not being, yeah. not going brilliantly, and then you have to make the man of the match announcement. Okay, okay you, got booed, you got booed that time. He was on the bench and never came on, and mm. was announced as man of the match. 
Did I? Yeah, I remember that quite clearly. I think that it's probably you. Hang on, I got booed for announcing some of the matches didn't come on. They were just booing you. <laughs> oh. Just booing you. Um, Can I just tell you my favourite moment yes. from that Manchester United game? Because I, because I sit in the fifth row of the dugout, I hear all the things that people shout at sometimes our team, but mainly at the other team. And Fergie had a little red hat on. Yeah. And he never wears a hat, does he? No. And uh, so when he was shouting at the ref, someone shouted out, Oi, Noddy, sit down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was my favourite one. And the second favourite one was, Oi, Fergie, your face is nearly as red as your hat. Yes, yes. There's a bloke with a really loud voice that shouts some brilliant things out. Uh, yes, Fergie was uh, was very noticeable with that hat, wasn't he? Yeah. Freezing cold day. Bright red nose. Um We'll go back to talking about the game, but uh, we have, uh, those of you that know about WikiLeaks uh, will know that we, a long time ago, trumped WikiLeaks uh, when, I think it was this time last Christmas, we used the supercomputer down here at Playback Media uh, to hack into emails of professional footballers. And it was then that we discovered the first of uh, Radoslav Kovac's emails to his mum back in the Czech Republic. And... um, uh, there's been a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a groundswell on Facebook of people that would like to hear more emails from Radoslav Kovac. So we have another one here. Um, <clears throat> Dear's mama, is me your son Radoslav Kovac? Uh, it's funny how he uh, every time we read one of these, we we observe how strange it is that he writes to his mother in a kind of broken English when you'd assume that he'd either write in perfect English or Czech. But for some reason, he writes in this strange, stilted, broken English. He has to confirm his surname as well. I suppose he does, which is odd, isn't it? Because you'd think his mother... He might know. She might know. Exactly. Maybe maybe his mother has had many men in her life and her children have a number of surnames. But even though the words are English, the the accent you're doing is very authentically Czech. I'm not doing an accent. I'm, I'm simply reading it as it is on the paper. I'm very good at accents, though. Is me your son, Radoslav Kovac? Thanks you so much for mine's Xmas present, which I have to pick up yesterday from Felixstowe Freight Terminal. She is very nice, and now mine's bachelor pad is sparkly new clean and hoover, and mine clothes are all ironed. She is kind and hardly ever complain, just sometimes. I am's hungry. Why can't I go outside? And occasionally, not right now, mine's vagina is still sore. I haven't decided on a name yet, but I might call her after one of West Hammers's owner. I will call her Goldie. She says her name is Svetlana. Ha, 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 ha. Mama, I want to come home. Vampire manager Avram Grants have made me play a whole match in freezing cold weather last week. We plays against Manchester United's third most popular team in Manchester. I can't remember the score, but mine's testicles were small and frightened. They was so cold. Mama, and funny thing happen. You would laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. Mama, and complete stranger ran on to pitch. I am's not joke. I don't know where he comes from. And he starts to play with us. Security men's didn't even see him, silly men's. He was dressed like us, but I have never seen him before. And get this. He scored two's goal and referee lets goal stand. It's strong argument for goal line technology. King of Scotland, Lord Sir King Alex Ferguson, was so angry his nose light up all red. And get this, strange man's name is Jonathan Speculum, just like I have in my drawer. 
And now, even though transfer window is shut, he play instead of me. Result! Yesterday I sit all snugly warm and watch everyone's running around in the snow in a place called Slumberland. Only in UK do they name town after bed shop. Mama, say happy Xmas to Papa. Tell him I hope things pick up and not to worry. Xmas is always an slow time for arms dealing. Send more hair gel, your loving son, Radoslav Kovac. Very good. Mm. And uh, we managed to hack into uh, uh, his email account to get that uh, that email. Mm. Yeah, done well to get that. So um, yes, Jonathan Spector. Uh, um, I, I've I've got the Wikipedia entry for Jonathan Spector. We won't talk about that now, but uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll go into the match. We we he got into the side after his excellent performance uh, last week, and I thought played well from the highlights I saw. Yeah. Um Obviously, it would have been hard to leave him out after such a great performance against Manchester United. But at the same time, I think there was a, a swell of opinion that you shouldn't judge him on one game. No. After being public enemy number one for so long. Yeah, that was unfair, wasn't it? Because he was, he was sort of played at left back. Uh, he was dreadful against Manchester United, mm. it has to be said. You remember? In, in the, um, the league game. I remember uh, he played against Burnley in that game we won 5-3 last season. And he made a couple of terrific runs into the box and won a penalty. Yeah. So, you know, you know that he's got that, that kind of ability. But, uh, and one thing uh, Jim always points out was when he was played at right back one year, he uh, marked Ronaldo pretty much out of the game in uh, an Upton Park game. That I, can't, I think we, it might have been one of the ones we won. With a, there was a Collins and Ferdinand, two headers in a 2-1, wasn't it? Was it was Upson Upson and, yeah. and Ferdinand, yeah, that's right. Uh, and I think maybe that's the one Jim's talking about. So he's a good player, and uh, ex-Manchester United players that they let go are often, you know, they've, they've got something about them. Savage, for, for as much as we dislike him, is actually a decent player, and Greening is as well. Yeah. Not sure about Luke Chadwick, but, uh, you know, they let players go... But the reason they signed them in the first place is that they sort of they've got a little bit of something about them, and I think Spectre mm. does too. That turn he did a couple of times yeah. yesterday, uh, that kind of inside-out turn, yeah. uh, worked extremely well for him. I well, thought. for me, that was the that was the highlight of the game as far as West Ham were concerned. That mm. was uh, something that actually made me get out of my seat and, and 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 sort of applaud because it was it was a bit of invention, it was a bit of creativity in an otherwise. Sort of, uh, it was a do game. Ten men behind the ball kind of performance. Spectre's uh, finish against uh, Manu for his second goal was really good as well, wasn't it? Yeah. That, that kind of, you know, he uh, placed that really well with the outside of uh, his boot, put it exactly where he meant to, and uh, jumped on a piece with a piece of opportunism on, you know, the stumble from one of those two twins. <laughs> I don't know which one Manchester United have. One of them came uh, on. Ashley Olsen up. and uh, the other, the Olsen twins, aren't they? I don't know. One of them came on. For the other one, didn't they? Yeah, that's right. It's very confusing. <laughs> but he was a good goal, though, because he it was a great run through, and then yeah. uh, he put it to Abina, and Abina uh, sort of stepped on the ball, and it was almost like Spectre went, Oh, have I got to do everything? And he yeah, came yeah. charging in and just cleared up and put it in. Which it's is the way he strode forward like that, though, with such such purpose. Yeah. And then tucked it away so so clinically. But I would think if you've played it in defence for all that time, and every time you've got forward, you've thought, Oh, probably better think about going back, I better not keep going. And suddenly, you're free of your shackles you know what i'll go forward because if i mess up somebody else we'll have to run back yeah that's right or i can always say oh, i'm a defender yeah 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 absolutely mm-hmm. um 
Carlton Cole scored two goals. Again, his uh, turn uh, to turn O'Shea was great. Um, did he deserve to go straight back in the team? There's a couple of... Uh, uh, that's been discussed on our Facebook uh, group quite a lot. Well, yesterday, uh, in yesterday's game against Sunderland, he did that turn again and it only just went past the post. Yeah, that's know, right. Yeah, so. absolutely. He did also... I mean, I only saw the highlights of the game. I didn't see the game, but, but, but one of the... Uh, and I'm going to use the high in, in a, a very loose uh, sense in the term highlights, was him being put clean through. And then his first touch mm. being so incredibly heavy uh, that, that you go, well, this is dribbling. This is something that people are supposed to be able to do, not bash the ball as far as you can mm. into the kind of, you know, the zone where the two central defenders are and then try and sort of fight them for it. You know, it was kind of annoying and uh, I think certainly Jim felt that Pickion should have gone back in and mm. put Carlton back on the bench Yeah, I don't think Carlton's done enough this season to warrant uh, the, the number of starts that he has to be fair he's, um, he's consistently underperformed since he came back from his injury yeah yeah mm. But having scored twice, I think the manager was probably thinking, you know, it's going to be hard to leave a lot of the out, thing obviously. with Carlton. I think his confidence, and whenever he's confident, he scores a lot of goals. And he just scored two, he thought, shove him back I in. And if that ball had gone in instead of going just wide of the post, everyone was saying, what a great decision. The thing that surprised Absolutely. me was that, you know, Grant seems to think Pickyon is the answer to everything. Um, he talks him up all the time and thinks that he's he the, does the like best him thing lot, since yeah. sliced bread. Yeah. And yet, he had the opportunity to play him yesterday, and, and possibly the team would have had a better shape. Yeah, um, I think so. I don't know. I'm not an expert on tactics, as I said earlier. You did say that earlier, I but I, but I, I think I think that's right. I think Pickyon just clearly has a bit more about him than mm. Cole at the moment, and the fact that Cole scored those goals just shouldn't mean that you drop Pickyon to the bench. It just doesn't make sense. Pickyon, you know, is able to put a ball in a goal and uh, has a little bit more about him going forward. And if you feel that you've put a player into your midfield that strengthens the midfield, like Spectre, well, get someone on the end of it who's more likely to stick it in the goal than this guy that's just had a late flourish in the last couple of games. Well, but, last game, in fact. But um, people just moan about everything, don't they? We've, yeah, you know, we've got three strikers, and there's two places to start. So one of them has to be on the bench, and everyone moans, "Oh, I should have started with him." Mm. Well, he's still going to come on, isn't he? Picky yeah, on that's still, right. Picky on still came on. Well, I think, but but I think Cole can come off the bench as 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 a you know a sort of super sub, and I think Picky on just has a little bit more about him when when you're starting up, you know, and uh, trying to kind of set your stall out. I think Picky on mm. links stuff up better. I think the first fifteen minutes of any game are very important, and when you've got the energy of Picky on. And have been a, uh, at your disposal to, to run at defences. Uh, it's much better used than, than having the sort of battering ram of Carlton Cole. Yes, Mark Thomas here has uh, emailed us. Uh, simple one. This, if we're bad enough to go down, then let it be so that we can rebuild and not have delusions about being a Premiership club. He later goes on to say, "You should never pass up a cup run or the chance to beat Manchester United." I've been living off that for a week out here. Uh, Mark Thomas here lives in the Caymans, I believe, and sent us a cake. In fact, in true Test match special style, Mark sent us uh, a cake. That's right, I remember that. Hello, Mark. It's been a long time since Mark's been in touch. Um, so we can rebuild and not have delusions about being a Premiership club with this current lineup. No point in uh, scraping in by goal difference or one point each year and putting me and you through annual heartburn, avoiding the drop. This is sort of quite an interesting point. I think heartburn. Um, heartburn. Yeah. Heartburn. 
Well, heart heart there's heartache. Yeah, the heartache failure. or heart failure, but not heartburn. You heartburn get that from, is what you get from indigestion. From overeating. Heartburn is the silent killer, Jeremy. And yeah. I won't have you mock it uh, so publicly. For me, I get heartburn if I have a very spicy curry and then go to bed quite... Because as soon as you lie down, then the acid reflux will come up. But relegation has never given me heartburn. It's given me heartache. And for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just uh, me and you, Rob, now. Um, <laughs> well, I think I want to see the profit and loss account before <laughs> that, I make yeah, a decision me too. on that. <laughs> yeah, I can't see anyone ever saying, oh, yes, the heartburn of relegation. <laughs> That's just rubbish. Who wrote, Give me that. Who wrote that? <laughs> I'll, give it, yeah, I'll give it to you. There Let's you name and shame Mark them again. Thomas. Mark Thomas. Is that, is that the comedian? No. No. I said he lives in the Cayman Islands. Well, he'd need to do if he makes rubbish like Mark that. Mark Thomas lives in Clapham. Yeah. Um... Andrew Griffin says it's now 16 games into the league season and it will appear that Uncle Avram, Avram still does not have a clue what his best formation or side is. I mean, this is uh, a... Probably, of course he knows what his we're, best we're, side is. He, he, but the rotating players. Because, yes, it's, uh, the, the rotation of players is uh, something that clearly is happening. In a successful I, side, you do that and say, oh, it's brilliant the way they rotate the squad. In an unsuccessful one, they say, oh, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did feel one thing that, that was uh, posited on the Facebook group was posited. Yeah, posited to posit something. Oh. You're supposed to be a speaker for a living. Okay, uh, posit to posit something. What does, it, a, what does it mean? Uh, to suggest something. Okay. To posit something. God, this has got tense. I thought you were out. <laughs> I thought me and Rob were just going to carry on doing this, and you were going right. to chip mean remarks in from I've the side. I've heard of deposit. No, posit. Anyway, um, someone on pose, no doubt, no doubt. Is it propose, it propose? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, someone on the Facebook group uh, said the tactics at Sunderland's were ten men behind the ball, hope to hit them on the break, reminiscent of uh, Kirbysley, and they make the good point. Um, and wasn't it? Notable how quickly the fans turned against him, even though we finished tenth, mm. with chance of two fucking negative attack, 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 um, wins actually being booed, uh, and is <laughs> a sort of extraordinary uh, time. But the tactics were incredibly tedious to watch, and mm. I wonder, I wonder whether Avram is not losing it. But is in a slight sort of tailspin of going. Maybe we need to play very conservatively when we go away from home and hope to hit them on the break. We are in a, a, a as a club, we are in a very difficult situation always because of our heritage. And if any manager that comes in is going to be expected to play football, our footballing heritage, and, yeah. and win games with style. And it can't always be done in this current league. You know, sometimes you do need to scratch out a 1-0 win, even at home. Mm. And, and certainly in our current situation, you know, nights like Tuesday night are not going to come along no. uh, every five minutes. So I think the fans have to, you know, we all have to take a bit of a reality pill and, and say, if, if uh, staying in this league means we've got to... Uh, scratch eyes and and pull hair yeah then you know that's what we've got to do and talking of which uh luis boamorte uh, has <laughs> kind of returned to the uh nice link towering solid uh mahogany statue of rage just condensed uh anger and rage that he was a couple of years ago where he was performing badly but was also a liability because you sense he could be sent off yeah. uh 
you know, 15 minutes into the game. That feels like it's creeping back in slightly. He's put some fantastic balls through for eventual goals this season and, and has performed a lot better. In the last couple of games, however, he's been to his, back to his angry, angry worst. You're, you're referring to that incident six minutes into the game where he went in two feet on um, the bloke off Red Dwarf. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kieran Richardson. Yeah, yeah. And what didn't get much mention was that Kieran Richardson then deliberately stamped on his ankle. Yeah. Yeah. And that didn't yeah, get mentioned, did it? No, no. By, you know... Well, he's worried he wasn't going to get to do the next episode of Tashiki Castle, or whatever it's called, so... Uh, <coughs> That's right, yeah. Apparently he's in Coronation Street now as well. He is, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He does well, but... He did For a cocaine dealer. Um... And um, always someone's we'll got to spoil we'll it. We'll, we'll, snip that, we'll See, snip that out in the edit. You make that difficult. Uh, you know, Imran's got to make a decision now, hasn't he? He's not a lawyer. <laughs> okay, he's wearing a hat indoors. He is a lawyer. He <laughs> is a lawyer, Jeremy. Why? Why must you try and crush Imran's dreams? He is a lawyer. If he wants to be a lawyer, he is one. Okay. Now I feel sorry for the lad because he has to sit through all the rubbish from the Spurs and Arsenal, Man United podcasts, and then it gets to one here and he can't even. Give it, mount his own defence. Anyway, we're cutting this bit out, so let's move on. <laughs> He's been allowed... Imran's been allowed to chip in whenever he wants, yeah. Jeremy. Stop mentioning Imran, because we've got to lose all that other bit of, up to that point, so people won't understand the reference. We never edit. We never edit. This is like a Bob Dylan box set. Everything stays in. Oh, OK. Um, so, um... <laughs> Even the bad bits. Mainly the bad how bits. How dare you? There are no bad bits. Um, so, uh... Yeah, so Lewis Bermorty's <laughs> been getting quite physical, is what we were yes. talking about, weren't we? And, uh... But I think it was very harsh the other week when, when he was substituted and I announced him and, and people booed. I know. I well, that that's harsh. a bad phenomenon, I think. I'd it hate was noticeable, it. though, with, with that, that every single player came to shake his hand as yeah. he left the pitch. Absolutely. Well, I think the whole phenomenon of booing at Upton Park yeah. is, uh, uh, it's, it's happening in grounds and I hate across it. the country. Yes, so do it. I. Why do people boo our own players? That, I just hate it. I mean, well, I, be, I respect their right to do it if they paid their money, but... To be honest, there's some people that just boo people very, very easily. Mm. And Lewis has, has, you know, he tries his hardest every game. And he's had some good games this season as well. There's some he has, yeah, he's, yeah. He's been cracking. Yeah. I, I sort of, I, he, I, I, I slightly worry about uh, his, because I feel that angry Lewis is quite often a worse player than non-angry Lewis. And it feels that, that the Lewis of a couple of years ago who was getting sort of booed and stuff, which, which, which I never condone. Mm. But he was playing badly at that time and was also in danger of sort of being sent off I'd like to see the good Louis back but I think there's a sort of you know Spectre's introduction into the midfield uh, can only be sort of good in a sense there's a, there's a sort of rumour of us buying Sidwell isn't there in the transfer window and I, I feel like another midfielder is not something we need at this point I'd, mm. th- in fact you know, d- unless they were a super creative midfielder, like another sort of Ben Ayun or I something. Do you feel like that, that the, the the midfield for the last two years, with Diamante being the the exception, has lacked uh, that creative player that can play the killer ball? Absolutely. I yeah. Think, you know, a lot of people have said, "Well, Noble can play the killer ball," but I don't think. He When's can. that going to happen? When, yeah. You know, yeah, he can. He can play the killer ball, but he doesn't do it often enough in the sort of Devonshire, uh, Brooking. You know, exactly. You know, he won't beat two players and then play a play a clever pass. He's no Ian Bishop, is what I think oh, uh, we're yeah. saying here. Yeah. He does Bishop. seem to play it forward a lot more than Ian Bishop did. Yeah, uh, Bishop was fantastic. Was fantastic on his game. Bishop was one of the best, uh, one of the best players I've seen at Upton Park. I think. Okay, he was. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Email us your views to hammertime at playbackmedia.co.uk. Can, only I, just, if can you I just say, no, only if you like Ian Bishop. I'm, I'm always trying to be positive, but Ian Bishop clearly wasn't one of the best players ever at West Ham. I'm, so I'm God, not having really? that. Really? Gen- Jim and I to think he was great. One of, the, one of the most iconic, probably. He had long yeah. hair. He had long hair, so you remember him. He, he was fantastic. Are you joking? Yeah. N- uh, no, 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 I'm not. <clears throat> Barely straight out of the centre circle, fantastic sort of slide roll okay. passes, controlled the game from... Right. You are joking, that's fine. No, I'm not. I'm not. Generally, it's like the... You don't think Ian Bishop was one of the best players you've ever seen at West Ham? I, he's, he, he'd be up there. At his, at his, oh, in in his case, pomp, I thought he was one of the... I thought he was a great player. I thought he was a great player. I vote for Tommy McQueen then. Yeah, I'll go Mike Small then if, it, if we're being silly. I, I, I do, I do know, I do know what a good footballer is. But, but Ian Bishop, I thought was one. Did you? Yeah, Dan Jim. I, I think, for a, while, I think for a while he thought he was as well. Where's Jim? Yeah, <laughs> no, uh, he was all right, wasn't he? But email us your views at uh, hammertime at playbackmedia.co.uk. You can get all our links for Facebook, Twitter, and iTunes at westhampodcast.com. Or follow us at twitter.com forward slash westhampodcast. This week, uh, Kayla Grant. Kieran Shalou and Daniel Jansen, or Jansen, amongst many others, have done so. And you can get our iPhone app at bit.ly forward slash West Ham app. Um, talking of technology, um, and uh, we had uh, we talked about uh, WikiLeaks earlier. I went on to Wikipedia to find out uh, just who Jonathan Spector is, and this is his Wikipedia entry. Jonathan Spector is an American-born EPL soccer player from Sunnydale, a fictional town in America. He also played the character John in the popular television show Thunderbirds. His favoured position is substitute. His professional playing career began in 1989, citation needed, since which time he has started five matches, citation needed. Despite this, he is still only 16 years old. You can, you can actually laugh out loud. You don't have to suppress your laughs. Well, when I did the letter earlier, both of you were like sort of suppressing. It's quite good if there's like a posse like on a radio show, you know. Uh, Spectre acquired his boyish good looks whilst at Manchester United after Sir Alex Ferguson destroyed his original face with a belt sander after Spectre referred to football as soccer twice in one afternoon. His first appearance for West Ham United was as one of the Hammerettes, due to his cheerleading experience growing up in the States. Controversy has dogged Spectre's career. In 2007, TV microphones picked up an expletive-filled rant directed at referee Rob Stiles. Spectre was heard to say, Well now, can't sign it, ref. That's a heck of a thing to do. That was our throw-in by criminy. Spectre was banned for 11 matches pending a translation. Every year, Spectre auditions for the lead role in the West Ham musical, along with shy, beautiful newcomer Karen Brady. This despite the best efforts to thwart their dreams and stand in the way of their love by jealous diva, Carl Fletcher's wife. Similarities have been noted between the life of Spectre and the plot of the much-loved Christmas film It's a Shit Life, wherein Clarence, an angel, returns to Earth in order to show a pair of football managers, one a tiny Italian and the other a scary Israeli vampire man-mountain, how different the world might have been had they picked Jonathan Spectre occasionally instead of making him play left-back once in a blue moon. 
He was fined a week's wages for riding his skateboard on the pavement and another week's wages for travelling back in time and causing a truckload of manure to tip into a car belonging to a rival gang of high school jocks led by Wolves midfielder Carl Henry. <laughs> and uh, that's, the, uh, that's the entry uh, on uh, Jonathan Spencer in Wikipedia. Um, but the thing is, anyone can put stuff on Wikipedia, so that could just be made up. I doubt it, though. I doubt it. That sounds pretty much like his life, I think. Mm, some of it rung true, but not all of it. Really? When I checked it last week, it just said shit American football. <laughs> well, there you are, yeah. <laughs> quite often they're quite terse, those entries, mm, aren't I they? I think so. They're very terse. Um, so, Rob. Rob uh, wrote in 1995 the book An Irrational Hatred of Luton. Uh, and uh, there's the. In the litany of great football books, uh, The Damned United by David Peace, The Football Factory by John King, or Harry Redknapp's Creative Accounting Techniques and Tax Free <laughs> Investment Opportunities in Central America, An Irrational Hatred of Luton sits up with them as a leader of the brand, footballing books. No, uh, it was republished in uh, 1996 and has just been republished. Published this year, and as I've said, you should buy it uh, for all your present, for all your Christmas needs. I demand it, and someone buy me one um, <laughs> for all your Christmas needs. For yeah. all your Christmas all, needs, every single Christmas need. Yeah, if you roast it, will it? Yeah, okay. And the uh, the forward for this edition of it is written by none other than Jeremy Nicholas. It is. It's true. Amazing right. Turns out I can write and. The, no, it was a Legends theme we were doing, because Tony Cotty did the original one, and I've yeah. done the reissue, so... So it's, a, it's, it's, it's Legends all the way? It's either Legends or it's quite short blokes. <laughs> it's, it's one of those themes <laughs> yeah. that they're doing. Exactly. Well, I would uh, say your forward is a lot longer than Tony Cotty's forward, which was about oh, a paragraph. And yeah. uh, it, it did get the... Uh, he mainly short writes forward by a short forward. He mainly writes di- oh, nicely yeah. done. A short forward by a short forward. Nicely ah, done. Ah, that's yeah, good, yeah. yeah. Um, he mainly writes diary entries about goals he scored. <laughs> so he's used to keeping things, to keep things inside yeah. a little panel yeah. with a date on it. I think he's torn it out and put it in his scrapbook. I hope so. Mm. I do. My, that's my favourite joke so far, short forward. <laughs> it's, it's, it is an excellent joke. Yeah. Well done, Rob. Yeah. We'll put no it, one, no one laughed, put that in the highlight sequence at the end with the music. When they, yeah. 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 Um, but 1995 is when it was originally written. Mm. Um, are there any changes uh, to the new version? Uh, there are new photographs, new photographs uh, due to uh, an inability to source the copyright on the original ones, and uh, and we but, don't but get we don't get relegated at all in the new version. Yeah, in, right. and in the new version, we all live happily ever after. Yeah. But when you say new photographs, uh, surely the photographs you want to illustrate are the same things as in the original book. Absolutely. Is it like those things where I mm. see those naked women with Jennifer Aniston's head on in the internet? Have you photoshopped some <laughs> new some new pictures for it? Well, I would. <laughs> I was sent some photographs. They were obviously all contemporary from sort of uh, mid-70s through to mid-90s. Right. Um, there's, there's, there's no new photographs in there. But, uh, but no, I had to do new captions for them all, and uh, some of which are better than others, obviously. But I was particularly proud of the one of Frank McAvenny and his wife standing in front of uh, F. Reg Audi. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the caption being, Frank McAvenny shows off his clapped-out old banger. <laughs> And an F. Reg Audi. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've had Frank on this show. Oh, I'd like we, to meet him. Yeah, he's great. I'd love to meet him. He's a great guy. What Not a guy. after that joke, though. No. Uh, and a new chapter at the end. Yeah, there's uh, a new chapter your, at the end, which new... sort of brings everybody up to date as to what's been happening, because I lived in Yorkshire for seven years. Right. Um, and was largely out of touch with everything, but came back in February of last year. They've still not got telly up there? No, uh, everything's steam-driven still, oh. and uh, everyone gets around by pony and trap. 
And uh, 15 years is a long time. We were, we were really struggling in those, those days, weren't mm. we? Uh, we were... <laughs> Not like now, eh? Not <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a strange thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in those days, times were hard. Right. Yeah. It was sort of 90, that season 96, 97 that we bought Hartson and Kitson and the kind mm. of brief revival happened. 90, those sort of early 90s times, we were, we were past all the um, Bond scheme sort mm. of ructions, but we still weren't playing great. No, because Ian Dowie was injured for quite a long time, wasn't he? So we were struggling to score. We were struggling to score goals. Uh, Bishop was past his prime, and, uh, and we and were... continued to play for another six years. <laughs> That's not his fault. <laughs> That's not his fault. Um, Harry Reynolds fault. He played uh, an ageing Ludek McClosco to the point at which fans began booing Ludek McClosco, one of the best goalkeepers we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, because the club were too mean to try and buy a new one, McClosco played uh, to the point where he was not the man he was and mm. was constantly booed by the fans. Harry Redknapp's fault. Harry Redknapp played uh, Ju- uh, Julian Dix, whose knee was sort of held together by a blue tack. Uh, in a wing-back formation against Charlton oh, when we got that. beat 4-0. And, um, was it 4 Did four we two. score? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then blamed Julian Dix yeah. after the game. Blame, blamed him. Uh, Dix never played wing-back, was one of the all-time great players. Mm. He played him despite the fact that he was, you know, his knee was wrecked. Um, You'll have to get him back on your book because once he goes down his Harry Redknapp, his evil route, you'll never get him back. And Harry was a lovely man. He was a brilliant manager for us. He just, just one day he had a bit of an argument with the chairman. He mm. didn't, about some funds and then suddenly left. And, you know, I don't think anyone would be arguing, to be fair, if Harry was still at the club um, and had been with us for... 20 years where would we be uh, now if harry was still the manager we'd be in the champions league <laughs> wouldn't we <laughs> yes undoubtedly undoubtedly well you'd, you'd follow the chain of events back we certainly wouldn't have appointed glenn Roder. no no we wouldn't and there everything goes harry upwards. was a bit rubbish at the time uh and we weren't we weren't sad to see him go this revisionism is uh mm. is misguided we were all happy to see him go at the time were uh, we when he went yes harry yes, we were, yeah. i wasn't yeah. I was very upset. He did waste a lot, an awful lot of money yes, on, uh, on the likes of... And he had no tactical acumen inside the 90 minutes of a match. When he went to uh, Portsmouth, he got people around him, like Joe Jordan and... You need to uh, get him off Harry. Get uh, him back on your book. Tony Adams and people that sort of helped, you know. So anyway, about anyway, my book. Yes. Um, are you... Uh, I mean, are you a different uh, West Ham fan from the one that wrote the book in 95? Yeah. I suppose it's quite You're apposite. You're a lot older, aren't you? Aren't you? I don't. Yeah, I suppose it's quite apposite that that we are in a kind of period of struggle as uh, as the book comes out uh, to fit uh, in with the mood. But you know, you look back on it and you think, well, yeah, we've had periods as a, as a club when we've had we've had successful teams, but they tend to be like one season at a time, don't they? Really, I mean, yeah, we are perennial strugglers. Let's face it, and and and. I think you have to be a certain type of person to be a West Ham fan. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, you have to um, laugh in the face of adversity, because if you didn't, you'd just keel over and die, wouldn't you? For Absolutely. Me, for me with the book, there wasn't an awful lot of hatred of Luton in it. That's why it's irrational, Jeremy. Ah. Uh, you see, the, 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 the deep-seated hatred of Luton, and a lot of people have lost sight of this now, because 15 years on, maybe it's not... Um, you know, it's not as contemporary. Uh, but they, w- but if they you weren't think, our big rivals. You think were back they? to the early eighties. Uh, think back to record-breaking promotion season. They were the only side to beat us at Upton Park. Yes, I believe. Mm. 
uh, and then is a big focus of it the FA Cup campaign, which but must have been in about that time with the Scott yeah. Oaks goal. But there's the, the, there's an, it, it, the reason it's irrational is because there's lots of irritating little things that they did. It was it was the they beat us at home in the eighty five eighty six season as well. You know the, the third, oh, yeah. finishing third. Uh, they had a plastic pitch. They had that they membership the scheme, pitch. which nearly stopped me doing every game in eighty six, eighty seven. Oh, nearly, yeah, 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 just about made it. Um, it was just they—they they were like the 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 fly in the ointment of the first division at that time. But your revenge is being exacted now, though, because they are in the Blue Square League. Absolutely. My mate Mike Fox, uh, Sports Luton. Mm. But they did sell us Tim Breaker, didn't they? So they did. Oh, and Mike, oh no, Mike Small came from uh, Brighton, didn't he? Johnny but, Hartson played for them, didn't he? Before he played for the Arsenal. Did Wasn't he? Yes, at Luton? he started. Yeah, at Luton. Johnny Hartson yeah. was at Luton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Still, it's yeah. not enough, really. I don't not enough, but but mm. as you say, it's irrational. Yeah, absolutely. So, and and yeah. you know, it, it was only um, having sort of reviewed the script. I came with lots of different titles and and couldn't really settle on one. And I came up with this stupid title that I put on the front of the manuscript, and the the publisher said, "No, you're going to have to change that." And no. uh, everyone who saw it said, "What a brilliant title!" Yeah, yeah. You've got to keep that. So, uh, so it stuck. No, it's a, it's a very pleasing title for a book. Mm. I demand you all buy it. Um, now we have uh, we should sort of wrap this up fairly soon. Uh, we have uh, Manchester United at the weekend. Manchester City. City. We've oh, we've City. Yeah. Yes, we beat, we beat United four 0 Don't yeah, we? Remember, we, did, we missed yeah, the yeah. opportunity to sledge s- those United fans yes, that were in here earlier yeah. with their southern accents. We'll, we'll snip me saying United out of the final away. edit of the show. Oh, will we? Yeah, yeah, we'll snip. Oh, them. that's a, yeah, yeah. that's so, a pity. The City. Does it give me a chance, though, to, to mention that I got on Soccer AM on Saturday morning, you know, they Excellent. have like their third eye feature where they, best moments from games, when, I don't know if you remember it from the Manchester United game, but I announced the substitution of the ball. <laughs> yes. yes. Because the yellow ball came <laughs> yes. on because yes. it snowed, and I said, leaving the field, the white ball, <laughs> yeah. please welcome the yellow ball. <laughs> yes. And everyone clapped, and that made it on Soccer AM. That was an excellent moment. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was very, very funny. Very much. The devil made me do it. I was a bit giggly because we were 3-0 up at that point. Yeah, Absolutely. I thought I might yeah. get told off, but I haven't been. Fergie might have said it was a turning point. You look for comic opportunities in the bleakest of moments, and that's why. Uh, How you bleak are was the... beaten three 0 Manchester? No, no, no. I'm not. talking about generally bleak, bleakest oh, of okay. moments. That's what I'm. That's the point I'm making. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to give you a compliment. I apologise for my confrontational oh, attitude, sorry. but I've been possessed by Lewis <laughs> 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 yeah, That's right. Aggressive spirit. You need to listen to if you if you go back through our archive of Hammer Time episodes. I think I played an excerpt from the. Louis Boamorte re- relaxation tape <laughs> Chillax with Louis Boamorte um, which if you uh, yeah I don't know what episode it's in but if you look on iTunes you can find all our back episodes and it's played uh, during the course of that uh, so um, Manchester City Manchester City oh, that'd be good wouldn't it yeah Carlos uh, coming back Yes, that's right. We the fans marked him out of the game uh, time before last that United came here, mm. uh, and he did the old cross hammers. That's going to be good, isn't it? Yeah. I seem to remember last season uh, the fans chanting "Let him score." Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> which uh, I don't think I've ever heard ever before. Uh, I can't think of a more popular returning player. No, no, ever. He um, he doesn't like the manager of his own team, does he? Very much. 
No, uh, he was furious, wasn't he? He was furious, yeah. 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 He, Which he was almost, sort of unprofessional. He, he almost ripped yeah. his snood off. That's how angry he <laughs> That's was. Right. When you're in a kind of snood-tearing rage, um, I, you know, I've seen Naomi Campbell in one of those rages, and uh, you don't want to see that. I would like to think that at some point, Carlos Tevez is taking a penalty against the Bobby Moore lower, yeah. and everyone in the Bobby Moore lower does the cross hammers yeah. just to remind him, and then he blasts it over. Yeah, yeah. That would be a great moment, wouldn't it? If it was an American film about our season, that would be it, wouldn't it? It. Yeah, the yeah. whole crowd doing the cross hammers. He blasts it over, and, and then yeah, we'd have to have Sylvester Stallone in goal, though. Yeah, like in um, Escape to Victory, oh, classic. Film. Like in Escape mm. to Victory, well, an all star for Bobby Moore mm-hmm. in it. Russell Osman, uh, John Walk from uh, Ipswich, Kevin O'Callaghan. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Ipswich players were in it for some reason. Was Bob, it shot? Bobby in Robson, the director, was he? I don't know. Bobby, of, the, of that film, yeah, probably. Yeah, almost certainly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bobby Bobby Robson's film directing career is is barely written about. Isn't Underrated. It? We should write a book. We should write a book about so. his uh, directing directing. Career. And talking of, of books, who do you think's more likely to be the new manager of Newcastle, Alan Pardew or Alan Kirbishley? That's right. Uh, today, uh, Chris Hutton has been sacked as manager Ridiculous. of Newcastle Ridiculous. by the idiots. Uh, Ashley's an idiot. Absolutely insane. I mean. And Southampton's uh, Alan Pardew has been sort of mooted as the replacement manager. What's well, that all about? Good luck, Alan, is yeah, all I yeah. can say, because anyone that works for that idiot of a chairman wants their poison chalice, yeah. isn't it? I mean, Man's a fool. Uh, the players like Hewton as well. I mean, everything. What a seems, brilliant job yeah, Hewton's yeah. done up there. Mm. Fantastic. Yeah. And don't forget, had a fantastic season at West Ham as a, as a right back during promotion campaign. Yes, he did. That's right. We. we uh, we had another West. We had another Spurs. For Mitchell Thomas, of course. Oh. Mitchell Thomas played for us uh, very poorly, didn't he? Very painful when he's donkey. thinking, isn't it? His whole face. Yeah, there yeah. Was steam coming Mitchell, out. Who's that guy that who also played for Spurs that took retirement and only to Riccio only came out for a couple of games? Yeah, yeah Spurs he scored for Brighton the other day, didn't he? Did he? Didn't he? Or was I dreaming? Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we have to do this. Predictions, scores, Saturday, Man City. Manchester City, 1-0 West Ham, goal scored by Conco! Blimey. Ooh, I feel like I'm there. I can't see us winning on Saturday. I think it's going to be a one-all draw, and our goal will come from... You know, I think it might be Carlton Cole. Good. It'll, it'll bounce in off his arse. I can't help thinking yeah. if you predict a West Ham win, people are more likely to buy your book. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think so. 4 uh, 0. I, s- <laughs> I <laughs> Good say. Uh, Hatrick from Johnny Hatrick Spex. for Spectre. Yeah, Johnny yeah. Specs. Ghosting in at the far post. Uh, I say. Um, I, I can't say what either of you have said. Uh, that's the rules. I will have to go uh, to all. Mm. Can I just hope it's a little bit warmer soon? Yeah. Because I don't know how many layers you're putting on, but it takes me forever to get all my layers on now. Less layers than uh, Carlos Tevez, though. Yeah. Uh, Which is good. Yeah. All right, this has been it for uh, this week's Stop Hammer Time. With me were Rob Banks. Goodbye. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Jem Nicholas. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, Imran, who's never allowed to say anything. (laughs) Well, thanks a lot, (laughs) Thanks for doing his voice, Jem. No one would have known that that was oh, me doing because that was very authentic. They would have said, no, it wasn't authentic. Thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> how he does sound. And uh, we'll see you next time. Come on, you irons. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com.
Com. If you would like to sponsor or advertise on this podcast, please call our marketing partners, Sports Revolution, on 0207 580 2850 or drop them a line at info at uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.